0: So, yes, uh, we talked about Geno Smith at number seven. And, yes, I am playing him over Justin Herbert um, this week. I have him at seven. I have Herbert at eight. Okay, Geno's balling. Okay, he has a better matchup. He's thrown seven touchdowns in the last three games. Herbert has a tough matchup against Denver. Um, You know, Geno Smith was the one who ended up throwing two touchdowns against them in week one. But since then, they've only allowed one touchdown touchdown pass since week one since Gino Smith did it no one can do it like Gino yeah um now if Keenan Allen comes back this week I think Herbert gets an upgrade um but I still like Gino Smith to get it done this week in this matchup for all the right. reasons we just talked about you know just just this 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 game just kind of potentially going bananas
1: yeah definitely and, and I was just going to reiterate but you just did so that's good we like Gino Smith obviously and he could end up staying in the top ten too, you know, if he keeps having these types of games. I think that the defense allowing a lot of points is what's going to keep Geno Smith producing, um, at least at the level that he has been. It was good the first few weeks, but he's become great um, these past two weeks.
0: We have Joe Burrow at number nine, Kirk Cousins at number ten. Miami has given up the fifth most passing yards through five games, so I think Kirk should have a solid week. Um, I have Carson Wentz at eleven here. Outside of tough. Defenses like Philly and Dallas, he's got it done for you, right? Like, so right. he could potentially get it done tonight. Um You know, it is a little concerning that he doesn't have Jahan Dotson. It's a little concerning that, you know, he has that elbow in- injury, but like I'm kind of okay starting him as a top 12 quarterback because you kind of look at the, the quarterbacks after him. You're like, eh, for fantasy, you're just like, these guys don't have the same upside that Carson Wentz does. Um, so regardless, he'll likely be in my lineup if I'm looking for a quarterback. Um, you know Aaron Rodgers, he's at twelve. He he's been giving you a solid floor, you know, but nothing more than that. Um, yeah. the Packers are up there in implied points against the Jets this week through, you know, at um at twenty six points, which is pretty good for the Packers. Um, and that would be tied for third uh, in the NFL. Um, the the data prediction tool that we're using, Preciser, it's showing Aaron Rodgers throwing for two hundred sixty yards passing yards this week, which be, would be his highest this year if he were to hit that. But he could potentially do that against the Jets. Um, The Jets' defense has been playing a lot better this year, uh, but they have been giving up some stuff in some spots. And I think Aaron Rodgers could potentially take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, I I like that. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he hasn't been playing bad, but he hasn't been playing like the Aaron Rodgers that we've come to know and love. And he has – he was never – he hasn't been the fantasy producer that he was earlier in his career for the past few years, but he's been getting it done. He's much better off with Devonta Adams. Obviously, we're seeing a little bit of a production drop-off. I think Devontae Adams is what gave Aaron Rodgers his upside. And we're now seeing just the floor, Aaron Rodgers. And that's what we've got. And it's, it's not a problem. It's just not what you want, you know, ultimately for your team. And I'm looking at, you know, like you said, Carson Wentz and then the drop to Aaron Rodgers. I feel like there's a big, big, big gap there, you know, splitting the tiers. Because after, the, after Carson Wentz, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford, all these guys that are liable to put up six points, you know, or, yeah, yeah. you know, guys that are, are going to give you duds. Um, You know, I'd say there's nine guys in the you know, top 20 behind Carson Wentz. I'd say five or six of them are going to give you duds this week.
0: Yeah. It sucks. Because if you ask me like, Hey, who's your quarterback streamer for this week? I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's, it's yeah. not, it's, it's tough, man. When you have Russell Wilson at 13 against the chargers, let me ask you a question. Would you rather start Aaron Rodgers against the jets or Russell Wilson uh, against the chargers because russell wilson you know he he's the chargers have given up the most passing touchdowns this year yeah uh, with 10 through five weeks so this is a good matchup for russ potential bounce back here um he is dealing with some shoulder issues if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. uh, like an ac sprain or something like that um who do you think you were putting a lot of if you had the choice
1: if i had the choice i would probably go with I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers here just because, you know, this is even though the Chargers defense has been a lot, a lot of points and Russell Wilson has been a bit of a funk. Rus- Russell Wilson has the injury that he's dealing with. We're not sure how he's going to look coming off that. Apparently, he's been playing through it. So that might be contributing to part of some of his um trouble to get on of the board. Course, and of course,
0: of course, yeah, 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 he has yeah. an injury. Of, of course. course, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe It could just be a PR move, you know, damage control so the move doesn't look as bad. You know, they are paying him $240 million on his contract, so that, that could be it. But I look at Aaron Rodgers, a healthy Aaron Rodgers at home versus uh, banged up Russell Wilson on the road against a Chargers defense that still has plenty of talent. You know, they, they've allowed a lot of touchdowns, but there's still a lot of playmakers on that Chargers defense. Um, I don't trust the Broncos defense to look much better against the Chargers than they did against the Colts. Um, I, I'm I'm just – I'm happier with Aaron Rodgers in my lineup for this week. You know, the Jets have been better on defense, but I could see this kind of, you know, maybe being one of the unexpected shootouts because the Jets' offense has been pretty good. Um, they can keep up with the Packers easily.
0: Yes, sir. Um, all right, let's round this out. We have Trevor Lawrence at 14, Stafford at 15, followed by Jimmy G in a good matchup against Atlanta. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson at 18, Brissett at 19. And I have the rookie, Kenny Pickett at 20 after his 300 yard passing game last week. Listen, he has weapons. Okay. Uh, He's going to try to keep up with Tom Brady. You know, do you think having Kenny Pickett here at 20 is aggressive? I mean, the guys that have him ranked over are like Daniel Jones, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota against the 49ers, guys like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think that's aggressive. I think Kenny Pickett fits right in here. He's right underneath Jacoby Percet. I trust Jacoby Percet a little bit more to produce for fantasy. um, But I like him a lot more than Daniel Jones. And like you said, Marcus Mariota would generally be a start. But the 49ers defense has been just lights out. Uh, You're not going to get much success against them in terms of fantasy. Their touchdowns, the touchdowns against the 49ers is pretty much non-existent. So I think Kenny Pickett has a good shot to be at least a decent producer if the Buccaneers would go up even if the Buccaneers will go up, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to go up on the Steelers like they did, uh, like the Bills did against the Steelers. But um, if the Buccaneers would go up, Kenny Pickett can throw again for 300 yards, I think. And that's going to be um, enough fantasy production for you this week. Um, you, chances are you're not starting him. It's not like you had him on your team and you're starting him every week. Um, he's probably a streamer right now for you. And that's all you're looking for.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I think Kenny Pickett, you know, he has – you know, he looked decent considering all the circumstances being going to Buffalo for his first NFL start, still throwing over 300 yards. I think it's it's a good sign um, for Pittsburgh. Right. It was definitely better than what they had. I think Trubisky was struggling. He didn't really understand the offense. He couldn't get anything going. He couldn't utilize the, the really good wide receivers that he had. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, you know, Pickett seems like he's coming in and he's able to do that. So that's, that's, that's good to see. All right. Let's move on to our running back rankings here. I got Saquon at number one. Uh, the Ravens are allowing almost five yards of carry to opposing running backs. And, you know, we know the Giants are going to run the ball, right? It's their entire offense. Uh, and despite teams knowing that they're going to run the ball, is averaging 5.5 yards of carry on the year. The dude's balling out.
1: Yeah. And th- there's no question about it. You know, Saquon Barkley, he's looking a lot more like the rookie season, Saquon Barkley, that – was just winning you leagues you know he hasn't looked the same since up until this season but there's no question that the offense in new york runs through saquon barkley and he's going to be getting the the ball on the majority of plays i think that you know he's pretty much the undisputed uh rb1 right now every week that he starts just because you know christian mccaffrey he's been good but he hasn't been what we'd like to see And austin eckler he's coming off the heels two good two straight very good performances but um nobody's had the consistency like saquon just yet
0: yeah, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he has a tough matchup against the Rams, but he did have a tough matchup last week also against the 49ers, and he did just fine. Yeah. Uh, P.J. Walker is going to be the quarterback for the Panthers this week. Uh, I love what he said in his intro press conference. He basically said, you know, I just want to get the ball in my play- playmaker's hands. And I'm like, man, that's exactly what I want to hear. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, D- D.J. McAfee. Moore, You know, he had two starts with D.J. Moore. Um, over the last, I think, two seasons, and in both of those, he had a high target share, and in one of them, DJ Moore went off. So yeah. there's a chance that DJ Moore, you know, could get an upgrade. <laughs> with actually, matter of fact, I would say he does get an upgrade with PJ Walker. That's all, I'm just gonna say that because uh, it yeah. couldn't have got, gotten – This is the worst DJ Moore has ever done in his entire career. Uh, yeah. You know, with with Baker Mayfield uh, behind center, so there's no way it could get worse. PJ Walker should uh get the ball in his hands that's what he said he will do so Mm -hmm. let's hope he does (laughs) it
1: and you can't hold it against DJ Moore you know or any of the Panthers playmakers for that matter you know obviously Christian McCaffrey's been fine but Baker Mayfield just you know it's kind of really opening everyone's eyes to just the fact that he's just not a good quarterback (laughs) you know so I I think that any change like change is going to be good they just had change a head coach that might like I said the end, like it was yesterday's episode that might you know spur on a little Stronger offensive production. Um, if PJ Walker's in there, I like PJ Walker the most out of the quarterbacks I have on the roster right now. Just to see, you know, what he can do because we've seen him pr- at least have what's called support some fantasy relevant players. Where Baker May- Baker Mayfield's supporting nobody. You know, Christian McCaffrey's producing despite Baker Mayfield, um, and everybody else is just you know in the doghouse in terms of fantasy points. So I, I like PJ Walker uh, that he'll be starting.
0: We got Austin Eckler at three here uh he has been killing it over the last couple weeks um Dwayne McFarland from Fantasy Life he tweeted out last night that Eckler is being targeted at a ridiculous 37 percent clip against zone coverage and the Broncos play zone at the fifth highest rate in the league so you might look at this matchup you know on paper and say wow that's a tough rushing defense but you know we know where Eckler makes his hay and that's uh, in the receiving game, even though in the past couple weeks, he's been getting it done in the run game. Uh, so we might be yeah. looking at a ton of targets for Eckler this week.
1: Yeah, I, I like Austin Eckler. You know, he's actually looking more like the Austin Eckler of old. And there's not much else to say. Like you said, he's getting it done on the ground and through the air. Surprisingly, you know, very well on the ground. Like he's like I said, I think he rushed for his career high 173 rushing yards last week. And we said that was a pretty tough. Was it a pretty tough match? No. who is he playing against?
0: He was playing the Browns, I think.
1: The Browns, was yeah. The, no, their was defense the was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was think the, it was. I, I think it was. Oh, what's yes. that the week before? Cade York shanked it, you know. Yeah, Chargers won. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's right. So, yes, it was the Browns, so it was a good matchup, but I, th- I think Austin Ackler can carry that momentum. You know, he's he's captured momentum. I don't see this running out against Denver.
0: I'm with you. Uh, we have Nick Chubb at four here. The Patriots are a bit of a tougher matchup. For him, um, and that's why I have him down at four here. We I had I think we had him at like one or two last week, um, but you know he's known to take away the opposing team's best player. Talk about Belichick here, and you know you best believe that his game plan going into this week is trying to take away Nick Chubb. He'll try, you know. We don't, we don't know if he'll be successful, um, but yeah. you know Nick Chubb is still at four. Like he's not like he's at ten this week. I'm not overdoing it here. I just like the other guys ahead of him you know, one common thread with those three top three guys is that they're all very involved in the passing game. Um, So, you know, good chance that Nick Chubb gets it done for you either way this week. He's obviously in your lineup.
1: Yeah, Nick Chubb is the focal point in the Browns' offense right now. Even with Kareem Hunt in the backfield, they're looking to get the ball to Nick Chubb on the ground. And actually, you know, just moving the ball with Nick Chubb has been really good. And we talked, like you said, you talked about um, the passing game being big for the guys ahead of him. And we said multiple times, you know, Nick Chubb doesn't need that. It doesn't look like to produce at the same level as those guys.
0: I have Ramondre Stevenson at five, and I understand that that's quite aggressive. Uh, but without Damian Harris, he's going to be in every down back. Uh, Cleveland is allowing the third most fantasy points to running backs. They're allowing 5.8 yards of carry. We talked about what Austin Eckler did last week. That is the second most behind the Chargers in terms of what they're allowing on a per-carry basis. They've allowed six rushing touchdowns on the year. That's second most. Stevenson's going to have a good week this week.
1: Yeah, I... Definitely going to have a good week this week. I'm not sure. Is Mac Jones? Do we know if Mac Jones is going to be back?
0: We don't know yet. Um, he 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 tried to test out that ankle this week. Uh, I'm sorry, yesterday. Um, so he's kind of back in like making throws and things like that. So they're kind of testing it out. Um, they yeah. didn't rule him out or anything. They asked Bill Belichick yesterday if he'll play, uh, and he said that we'll see. So obviously, yeah. Bill Belichick isn't going to give you any answer. Uh, to this uh question or any questions on a Wednesday. Uh he even has Damian Harris as a limited participant in practice. Every single yeah. one of the Patriots players on their active roster at least put in a limited practice uh on Wednesday even if even though they're hurt. Um yeah. there was a report, you know, saying that Damian Harris would likely miss a few weeks. So most likely Damian Harris is not gonna play this week.
1: Yeah and if that's the case, you know if Mac Jones doesn't play, I think that's what's going to let Ramondre Stevenson capitalize on, you know, this ranking and actually you know, make it as the RB5 possibly this week and have this kind of upside. Because with Bailey Zappia quarterback, you know, we saw last week that the running backs were supremely involved in moving the offense forward. They didn't have too much pressure on them to perform. They were in a positive game script the whole time. Um, against the Lions, so that might be skewing it a little bit, but I think that Ramondre Stevenson, you know, with a full workload should be just fine. We said he looks really good when he has the ball, and I'd say he's probably their best weapon on offense right now. We know Jacoby Myers is still a little banged up, and with Bailey Zappia quarterback, it's going to be ground game, ground game, throw the ball, short, you know, short yardage passes. Ramondre Stevenson is going to be on the receiving end of a bunch of those. I think that this is a fair ranking, even though it might be a little aggressive. I'm with you on this one.
0: We have Leonard Fournette at six uh, after seeing his usage last week. Um, The snaps were down, but his usage per snap was way up. Uh, He he had an opportunity to touch the ball on 50% of his snaps last week, which is kind of insane. Uh, Probably unsustainable, (laughs) but the usage uh, we saw last week is why we were drafting Fournette so high, and that's the Fournette that we were drafting. So let's hope that type of usage continues this week.
1: Yeah, and if... We keep talking I keep talking about this. You know, if the Buccaneers go up on Pittsburgh, it could be just him, you know, pounding the rock. And he could have a really high rushing volume this week. Where the pass the passing volume obviously is what you're looking for more. But um, I think the rushing volume will be there. I think Linerford has a really safe floor this week.
0: And this might be a little bit aggressive with Joe Mixon too, uh here at number seven. Uh, but his league leading touches are going to turn into fantasy points at some point. He's only had one touchdown on the year, uh, and they're they're coming. Um, yeah. Before Baltimore last week, when he averaged 5.57 yards a carry, he went up against some tough rushing defenses: Pittsburgh, Dallas, Jets, Miami. Um, you know, and New Orleans this week is in the middle of the pack. So you know they're allowing more yards a carry to running backs than any of the teams that I just mentioned. So yeah. you know the Bengals are favored in this game. You know, in our sports analytics prediction site that we use, Preciser agrees uh, they have the Bengals at a 58% chance of winning this game. So I think he continues to get some carries and racks up those carries on the ground. And I think he bounces back. Hopefully he scores.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what you say for every fancy player. Hopefully he scores. Hopefully <laughs> but, uh, he scores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so That's what I'm saying all day on Sunday. But yeah, I, I like Joe Mixon's <laughs> matchup. It might be like, like you said, it might be like a sneaky performance here that we, he might get, you know, you wouldn't expect against a talented Saints defense for a running back like Joe Mixon to go off, but he has been getting the volume that we're looking for. And, We keep saying every week that, you know, the production has to catch up to the volume at some point. And at this point, I treat it like a ticking time bomb. He's he's due for a big day and it could happen anytime. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened here. And even if he doesn't, you know, the workload is there enough. The volume is there enough that his floor is not going to leave you out to dry uh, on any given week. I think you're good with mixing. I I like him at seven.
0: So you you do like him at seven. So I uh, you know yeah. we have Alvin Kamara at eight. We have Brees Hall at nine. We have Jonathan Taylor at ten. Um, all and right. we'll get we'll talk about it. But like, are you if you had all four of these guys, yeah, and you had to like start two of them, or one of them, or two of them, who would you be starting out of, out of, of seven them. through ten here?
1: Joe Mixon and Brees Hall.
0: Joe Mixon and Brees Hall. Okay, so I have Kamara yeah. at eight. You would have Brees Hall at eight instead of Alvin Kamara. You would have Alvin Kamara at I nine. I might even
1: say Brees Hall at seven, you know, and Joe Mixon eight. I think I, I have and them in a very similar
0: position. That's, They're very similar. that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Like, when I look at these four running backs, I'm looking at Brees Hall like, man, like, every single week, it just looks like he's just going to explode, right? Yeah. Um, Dude, like. The Packers are allowing 5.1 yards of carry to opposing running backs. Uh, he's here at number nine, and he's also the overall RB9 on the year. Um, he's 13th overall among all players, including wide receivers, in scrimmage yards per game. Freeze all. So yeah. it, that tells you what you need to know right there. The dude is getting it done. He's productive. Um, and, yeah, you know I have him over Jonathan Taylor this week, who I have at 10. Like, who would have known?
1: Yeah, no, you wouldn't have expected Jonathan Taylor to be this low, but that's the way it is. I mean, there were a lot more questions about the Jets' offense than the Colts' offense going into the season, but the script has now flipped, where there are now a bunch of questions about the Colts' offense and not as many about the Jets' offense. And I think a big part of that is because Brees Hall is such a weapon in the backfield. You know, obviously Zach Wilson has been playing pretty well um, up to this point, and the offensive line has definitely, you know, gelled with Elijah Vera Tucker really leading the way. He looks really good. Um, he he's starting to pay off. But Brees Hall, you know, has been capitalizing on the volume, and he's really just kind of taken over the entire offense. You know, he is the premier weapon in the Jets' offense, the fantasy asset to have. Um, I'm big on him at this point, you know. I I wasn't as big on him heading into the season because I wasn't sure if this was the type of Jets' offense we were going to see. This was, I think, what we're seeing now is what I think was the ceiling heading into the season. But I think that the ceiling might be a little bit higher even than it is right now because of Brees Hall. Um, Brees Hall is, he's a rookie, he's explosive, and he's just happy to be getting the ball, happy to be playing the game. And that's the type of um, attitude that you're going to get that's going to produce a lot of fantasy points. I I like Brees Hall. Like I said, I'd put him at seven for this week.
0: I know a guy who was high on him coming into the year. Yeah? Yeah, I know a guy. (laughs) I do.